Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and really start writing your own. I always tell people who listen to my show to lead with their gifts and don't let their age, friend, or family, especially your coworkers, stop you from planning or living your dreams. My favorite interviews that I always bring on this show center around business owners and give them access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and what I like to call industry decision makers. My next guest is Kenny Leon a CAU graduate. Kenny is a Tony Award winning and Emmy nominated Broadway TV and film director and is the director and co-executive producer on Lifetime's highly anticipated gospel biopic, Robin Roberts Presents Mahalia. The new movie premieres Saturday, April 3rd at 8 p.m. Starring Tony Award nominee, SAG, and Grammy Award winning actress, Danielle Brooks as the music legend and civil rights trailblazer, Mahalia Jackson, one of the most celebrated gospel figures in U.S. history. We'll be discussing conversations about Mahalia Jackson, the movie, and his career. Tony Award for Best Director of a Play, Raising in the Sun, directing The Wiz Live on NBC, and Fences, just to name a few. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, CAU Proud, Kenny Leon. How you doing, Kenny? I'm great and blessed and thankful to be here with you today. Well, you know, Kenny, I've, uh, your, your career has always, you know, when Steve Harvey and I moved down to Atlanta, started broadcasting down here in 2007, your name has always been a top of conversation as a groundbreaker, a person who's going to be making a difference behind the camera in um, Hollywood and Broadway, especially. Talk about that journey from an HBCU to where you have accomplished your goals now. Well, I think when I uh, stepped foot in the Atlanta University Center and uh, on the campus of uh, Clark Atlanta University, it, it, it was a moment that changed my trajectory. You know, I was a political science major right. as a theater minor. And I met people who were uh, a little bit older, like Samuel L. Jackson, his wife, Latanya Richardson Jackson, and mm-hmm. uh, met folks like Spike Lee. And uh, Angela Bassett and myself grew up in the same hometown. So we had a little... We had a little Harlem Renaissance, you know, <laughs> uh, back in the early 80s. And um, so it's it sort of uh, been a, a product of a historical black college uh, gave me, uh, I could put my hand on the dream. I could say that's possible. You know, when I met people like the great Maynard Jackson, who yes, sir. was a black mayor of Atlanta, or I met my first minister there, uh, Dr. Joseph Lowry, or when I met uh, the great John Lewis, you know. Mm-hmm. So all these people have made it possible for me to become the artist that I am today, which has allowed me to, 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 to do 14 Broadway shows, to do many television films, to do the live musicals, Hairspray Live, The Wiz Live. But I always say, you know, I, I stand on broad shoulders. You know, I, I stand on that generation that came before me and that historical black colleges uh, have uh, reminded me how important it, it is to not only to grow academically, but to grow culturally, and socially, uh, which is what uh, the historical black colleges do. And they also make dreams come true. You know, this really is um, uh, uh, a banner year for HBCUs, especially in 2020. 
Do you do you have a sense why it suddenly became the forefront and why suddenly like corporations finally discovered and wanted to donate to HBCUs? I'm not asking you to have a definitive question, but I found it compelling that in the 2020, the year of the COVID, the year of a black unrest, that HBCUs started finally getting corporate donations and seed money to uh, for to push young students just like yourself to academic success by giving them funding. Any any thought to that? Well, if I give it a little thought, I, I think that it's no accident that all of this happened uh, post-George Floyd and mm-hmm. post Breonna Taylor. And it's just, um, it's just a, a, a moment in the beginning of a revolutionary and an awakening uh, here in our country. And it's unfortunate that it took many more lives than that. It took many more years than that. But something happened when America and corporations saw that need on George Floyd's neck mm-hmm. and to see that life lead in a very real way that was undeniable. If you were black, white, Asian, it didn't matter. And I think corporate America saw that as a defining moment. And um, and of course, historical black colleges are directly tied to black souls and black lives. Yes. So unfortunately, it's taken many, many more lives than, than the loss of life with George Floyd. But I think that was a defining moment. And uh, all I can say is that, uh, thank God uh, the corporation woke up. And thank God that many more of us realized that it's not just okay to have great lives and great careers, but it's also tied, tied to the money. You know, money, 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 money says a lot. So um, we still have a long way to go. I'm in a, a, a wonderful group called Black Theater United with people like Billy, Billy Porter and Audra McDonald and LaShange and Brian Stokes Mitchell. Those of us who've been a part of this generation to have the opportunity to do, to do Broadway. But we want to make it possible for our children and grandchildren to, to get more to what is just and right. We still have a long way and the, the, the money still is disproportionate. Yes, it so, is. Uh, it's a good moment, but uh, we got a long way to go. I appreciate you responding on that. Let's talk about your movie project. Robin Roberts presents Mahalia. When uh, you, you carry two heads, we actually have three roles in there. You're an actor, you're the director, and co-executive producer. Talk about, uh, first of all, getting the project on your table. How did it come to you? Because I know it'd be something, because we've been really blessed with some great um, auto, uh, you know, uh, biopics, you know, especially our great scenes like the Clark Sisters. Uh, I just saw the uh, Aretha Genius series, which was fantastic. I had the pleasure of seeing this, your project, prior to this interview, which is fantastic. And I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm at that age where her life was, was part of my life from a musical standpoint. You know, I was there when Dr. Martin Luther King died. I was there during the civil unrest and all those things. What was the compelling part of this opportunity when it was presented to you? Well, actually, it, it happened. Number one, I want to say that it's about time. Yes. It's about time that these women have their stories told. Mm-hmm. And we have so many other stories, you know, Ida B. Wells, you know what I mean? We, Fannie Lou Hamer, we need those stories told on the big screen. But for me, I was doing the soldiers play on Broadway. And when Broadway was shut down last year, uh, March 12th, I came back home to Atlanta and out of nervousness, uh, uncertainty, because I felt like uh, storytelling 
is the antithesis of COVID-19, especially live Broadway theater gathering in a small old theater with a thousand people, with people on stage, you know, right. speaking, <laughs> shouting at each other. So I didn't know when we would come back, when, when artists, when our lives would come back. And so out of that uncertainty, I woke up every morning listening to the music of Mahalia Jackson, only because my mother was a Southern uh, a Christian singer. Mm-hmm. And um, she used to make us go to church eight days a week. So I came from that background. So somehow listening to Mahalia Jackson, it comforted me personally right. after COVID-19 started. So, so I did that. And then I would pray for an hour and then I would meditate for an hour. I only recently learned how to meditate, but somehow meditation made me understand how small I am in the universe. And then I would ride my Peloton bike for an hour. I would do that every day for seven weeks. I did that. And in the end of the seventh week, I got a call from Robin Roberts and Tanya Lopez from Lifetime to offer me the Jackson uh, story for Lifetime. And I was like, what, do you know I have been waking up listening to this music every day? No, we didn't know that. We know you did Steel Magnolias for us, and we love that. So we want you to tell this story. And I felt it was divine inspiration that I would tell this story. And so sometimes it's not, the first part is, (coughs) excuse me, to tell our stories. The second part is who's telling that story. So as a Black Christian uh, male, mm-hmm. I was able to be the one to tell a version of the Mahalia Jackson story. And I said, okay, how are you going to tell that story, Kenny Leon? Okay, I want to tell it through the lens of COVID-19. I want to tell it through the lens of the fact that Mahalia Jackson lived during the 1918 pandemic and she survived. She lived through the Great Depression of 1929. She lived through World War I, World War II, mm-hmm. the Civil Rights Movement. She was the inspiration for Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell a film about a woman, a beautiful historical figure who was not knocked down 10 times, but got up 11. So on Easter weekend, when America looks at this film, I want them to find themselves in it. I right. want them to say, oh, if she could get knocked down and she got up, I can, I can get up, you know, she overcame that. I can overcome this COVID-19. I can, I can find my purpose in life. I can help make the world better. So I'm always trying to not present uh, in this situation, not a biopic, not a history lesson, not something that's removed, not a museum piece. I want to do something that inspires us now to do something with our lives today. You know, and I, I, I agree because I, I, I felt, you know, I felt uh, she was an entrepreneur. Didn't know that about her. Um, she was a she was she was one hundred percent. Her faith was tied one hundred percent to God. Mm-hmm. And when, you, when that type of commitment was it a was it an asset or a hindrance to her relationships? You did the research. Tell me about it. I think that uh, she was authentic, and that's what draws people to her. Mm-hmm. They almost think that even in her singing, that she has a direct line to God and everybody wants that. They <laughs> admire that. They're like, sounds like she's not even singing. Mm-hmm. And she'll tell you, I'm not trying to entertain people. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. Now, 
her life is not your life. Right. So you can't try to do her life, but she's doing her life the best she knows how. And she was, I want to hit on the fact that she was trying to find love and she was married twice. And the person she really loved, she never got a chance to marry him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's, that life resembles ours. We are all flawed. We are human beings. We're not, we're not God. And uh, that's what she uh, she understood very much. And I thank her for the lessons lived. And also because I was a friend of Yolanda King. Uh, I'm sure like she had many friends, but I knew her and we worked together. And so I also want I want to please her looking down on this. I want her to say, wow, you really you really you really talked about dad in a good way. And you really talk, showed the power of friendship between uh, Dr. King and, and, and Mahalia and um, also, I, I love the, the storyline that had to do with Mahalia's first husband. You know, they divorced. Yes. Made in her life. And I think so many times we just throw people out of our lives just because it didn't that didn't work out. Like, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with that person. And I think life is is, is not like that all the time. So I felt very proud of the film. I think that uh, there are actors that I've worked with who stand next to truth and beside truth but not always in truth. You know, I've worked with Viola Davis. I've worked with the great Denzel Washington, uh, worked with the great Latanya Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson. Those actors all stand in truth, yes, not beside winking, but, and Danielle Brooks is one of those actors. She's one of those actors that I, I challenge you to find any inauthentic moment in that film from her performance. She's just, she's just telling the truth as she knows it. It was amazing watching her, but also was amazing. Like I always talk about follow your gifts and don't let people shift you or see a vision of what they think you should be. And that's what this whole movie is. It's a great motivational movie about that. Standing, you're saying, being authentic. Don't let people shift you for a dollar. Follow the path that you feel that you were born to do. That was the, that was the, from the beginning of this movie to the end. That was the telling truth about Mahalia Jackson. And we always hear people motivating each other nowadays. But that still resonates today. That was a powerful message that you had throughout this movie. Right. I, I, I thank you for saying that. It's like and, and and some of us like I look at you. I look at you living living that truth in 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 your world. You know, and I and I appreciate that. And some people, it's like my mother says, like. Some people don't realize that other people don't have votes about their life and their choices. You know, you don't have a vote. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, people don't have a vote about how you find love. People don't have a vote about where you go to church. People don't have a vote about that. And so many of us just give up our power uh, to that. And what happens is we become lesser. We become a lesser gift to the world. And I appreciate Mahalia Jackson for just like, I'm just going to try to be the best version of me yes. that I can be because everybody else is spoken for. You know, the interesting thing about it, I got a couple more questions I want to ask you about. When you do take on a project like this, because you've done big projects and work with big talent, but this is a story that crosses generational decades. How do you, as, how you, as a director, co-executive, if you're working with the writer, how do you pull this story together so it doesn't lose substance, so it doesn't drift into too much in one direction? Because I, I felt her life being p- p- portrayed right in front of me. I felt the racism that she faced. I felt nervous when she drove in the South. You from the South, I'm sure you felt that a relatable storyline. Tell us about some of the parts of putting together a generational talent. Uh, like I told you before we go on the air, she's like the Aretha Franklin of gospel to me. She's a genius. You know, she was pulled out of school early in her educational period. She wasn't, cla- she wasn't trained in music, but the gifts God gave her 
drove her. And like Aretha, she was tied to the church and she believed in God. She had those blessings and understood the value of the blessings. Talk about putting this whole project together so we all can appreciate your work, Kenny. But I think that the, the roadmap was just laid out for me. I think it was divine inspiration uh, for me to do it. I think sometimes in life, you just have to see what's in front of you. It was, it was just there. And it's like, it's like they say in the film, um, you know, God's, God's trying to talk to us, but we just can't hear him. Yes. And this is one of those situations where I thought I heard God. I thought I heard God said, okay, Broadway is shut down. You're a storyteller. I'm going to bring this Mahalia Jackson story to you. And I need you to tell it in a very singular vision kind of way. I need you to go up against the people at Lifetime. Not a lot of them are African-Americans. I need you to tell them what vision you're gonna do. I want you to tell them who's gonna act in it. I want you to put together an ensemble of actors that you believe in and don't worry about anything else. Everything else is anointed. Now I received that before before I got the project and every step of the way, that's what I did. And everything worked out. It's like those five main actors, they're all, they're all actors that I've worked with before. How they got to Canada, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, 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 how Danielle got involved, that was magical as well. So every, and finding even myself acting in it, that was not my intent to mm -hmm. act in the, in the film, but all those things happened. And I think that it was certain projects are just anointed. You just have to listen and follow through. So this is one of those things where I'm not even worried. I'm not, I'm not worried. I want the ratings to be high. I want everybody Absolutely. to tune in Saturday night, but I'm not worried, worried about it. I'm not worried about it because I know that number one, I did the best I could do. Number two, I told the story I was trying to tell. I am totally happy with it. I can drop the mic and walk away. And anything else that I feel about it, it's like that's the human side getting in the way. But if I'm just thinking about spiritual and what our responsibility is to each other and what my job as an artist is, I got the I got the writer I wanted. I got the actors I wanted. I got the camera people that I wanted. And I feel that the story is consistently true to itself. And I think we honored the great Mahalia Jackson's life in a big way. I think we honored Dr. King's life in an honest, authentic way. And I think we didn't run away from those things that weren't great. I think we represented all those things that were part of being human, you know? Absolutely. In this story, we, we, we talked about divorce. Mm -hmm. We talked about cancer. We talked about hysterectomy. We talked about friendship. We, you know, in that one scene, you have Mahalia Jackson who's, who says, you know, you know, you don't know who you're messing with. I'm Mahalia Jackson. You ain't nobody. You know, that was a moment. So, you know, that's that's what we do as humans. Sometimes we say crazy things to the people we love most. You know, again, yes, it's a movie about a woman who's knocked down, who keeps getting up. And that's what life is for all of us. Um, so, you know. I have no excuse if the movie... No, 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 Kenny, Kenny, it's a great... They don't even use the word excuse. It's only my fault. No, 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 it's a great movie. I saw it. I'm, I'm, I'm compelled to tell everybody to watch it on my social media. I have you on my radio show, my podcast show. It's, uh, it's a direct line of greatness, man. I've heard so many great things about you, Kenny Leon, to have you on my show to talk about this tremendous movie. Robin Roberts presents Mahalia this Saturday, April 3rd, 8 p.m., 
Eastern, West Coast, 7 p.m. Central. You're directing, you're co-executive producing. This is a testament to your greatness, man. It's also a testament that you are a blessing that came out of the HBCU environment. And that's what I want to make sure people understand. You are Black excellence, Kenny Leon. Thank you, Kenny, for coming on the show, Money Making Conversation. More importantly, thank you for coming on Jazz 91.9 WCLK. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host, and you've been listening to Money Making Conversations. Please remember, always lead with your gifts, and don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams.